Hi, and welcome back to the SM Podcast. I'm Joel Cartwright, and joining me today for our special Game of Thrones recap, part two. Mm-hmm. He drinks Mountain Dew, and he knows things. Mr. Brian Drury. Brian, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I love that because I've always wanted to adapt that Tyrion, I drink thing I drink and know things, but I don't drink anymore, so I can't say it. But I'm gonna use that now. Thank you, Joel. That was fantastic. Fantastic. And we're not gonna let uh, you off the hook without uh, pointing out the humble brag you just said of Yeah. Well, I, you know, I yeah, I don't drink anymore, but I always wanted to work that in. So, you know, uh, Yeah, yeah. It's in my past. I uh, I had my time. Yep. But we're not here to talk about the past. No, we're not. Well, Kind of. A little bit. Mythical past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's been a tough week. Not a lot of good news yeah. in the world, but that's why we're here, to provide nonsense entertainment. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of the words to the Full House theme right now, but I'm really baked. So not literally baked, but um, I think you know the words. What's the words? I can't think of the the first part, but it's like whatever happened to the, 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 the yeah. What do they say? The What's... paper boy, even TV, or something like that. So. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, everywhere, there's a place. Somebody needs <laughs> you. And there's like golden retriever shot, soccer playing. Uh huh. Fantastic. Uh-huh. But what's the what's the part between the Milkman Paperboy and Even TV? There's like a whatever happened to Yeah, I don't know what that is. Simplicity? S- simplicity? Predictability? I don't know. Oh, uh, we're going to get a lot of fan mail on this one. Yeah, well, my my wife is going to going to set me straight, I know. So uh I'm kind of railroading here, but on Netflix the other day, I just left it on and they'll they'll give you like what you want to see next. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever just passed out watching Netflix, but uh, I think I was watching like some kind of food documentary or something. No, I was watching a documentary on minimalism, which we can unpack later. But right well, after there's it, nothing to unpack. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Meta. So the the thing that just popped on right after is Fuller House. Have you have you experienced Fuller House? Oh, only in passing. My wife is, oh. is a big fan. Of Fuller House? Yes. She likes it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, me me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it start it starts out it's the old opening. Uh-huh. And then they do and they do like a record scratch like and then they like sure. break it down with the new one. I saw the first episode. Apparently, DJ's husband died, which is sad. They really yeah. bring it in. And uh, Pablo Bure died. <laughs> Valerie, Valerie Bure. She didn't marry Pablo Bure. She married oh. his brother, Valerie. Yeah. Okay. That's the deepest sports cut you're ever going to get from me. That's not true. That's yeah. not true. Brian, let's go to Brian to recap that uh, Red Wings season over opener at the LCA. Brian, go ahead. Okay. No. <laughs> right, <gross. laughs> okay. 
I had I couldn't think of it was uh couldn't think of anything good to say, so don't say anything at all. Okay. Well I I just if you can give me ten seconds to just say and this will probably derail the whole season, but I'm really excited about my three and one Detroit Lions. I just want wow. to put that out there. Yeah, oh, Big game this weekend against gross. America's favorite misogynist Cam Newton. You know, you know Oh, I heard that spokesperson. He he giggles when girls talk about sports. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was horrible. Yeah, as opposed to me, who just giggles when you talk about sports. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh, here's the thing, though, Joel. Yeah, is those those lions? Yeah, they're they're doing the classic liony thing. Oh, it's done. And Stop. you're falling for it. Stop. This is the trap. It's 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 like you Ryan. Know? It's the nice guy trap. You don't you don't need to tell me about the trap. Okay? Yeah. I've lived it. Yeah. You uh, are I'm at the point of my I'm at the point of my life where I'm too old to change. Yeah. So uh, you... this is this is the thing that I like. It it's my dirty diaper and I'm gonna sit in it. And you can't tell me otherwise. Okay. Yeah, that's really so. that's a good thing. That sums up <laughs> Detroit sports in general. But here's my hot take is yeah. you're the nice guy that the uh-huh. The horrible train wreck of a girl gets sick of one night stands <laughs> at the bar and it's like, why can't I just meet anybody nice? Why can't I just meet anybody? And you're like, well, I'm really nice. We're having a couple of good weeks here, aren't we? It's really nice. <laughs> and then around week, week five, it all goes to hell. I, and you're, I still there, you're still there holding her purse and her hair while she keeps on your shoes. How many times has this happened? Um, Literally every year. Every year since you were born, <laughs> this has happened. Um, I don't know what to take away other uh, from that other than you. when you do an impression of me, I sound like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and I'm not sure why that is. Oh, Napoleon, how can you even know that? Uh, someone sent me a Kip gif the other day, so I, was, I got that in my, my brain geist. If you will, wow. Anyway, we so, were way out of track. We were about no, to talk that was, about. I think that was um, really good, like bottom ramen uh, content. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, uh, as as promised, we we yeah. promised to our our two listeners, and our two listeners are each of us, that we were mm-hmm. going to finish up our Game of Thrones deep dive. Yeah. So everyone can move on with their lives. Yes. We yes. We got to get closure here. So we wanted to talk about top characters, favorite characters, and mm-hmm. maybe some favorite fight sequences. And then we're going to have the bit of the week. The what? The pizza? The what? Personal pan pizza. Uh, bit of the week. Yeah. So when we make the soundbite, should it have the air horns in it? I'm a big fan of air horns right now. Yeah, I'm always a fan of air horns. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, your favorite characters of Game of Thrones. Yes. Do you, do you want to... Uh, how do you want to do this? You want to trade off? You want to... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I thought we kind of talked about this before the pod, so we, we did. We did. We did talk about this, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, my idea is kind of floundering because the implementation is uh, not... Okay, so just... Yep. Yeah, just, just stop hold talking. On. Hold on. I got it now. I got it now. 
So here's what I want you to do. Wow, he's Hulk. I'm getting the Hulk hand. Yep. Getting the Hulk hand off stage. I want you to introduce your top five like a starting lineup. Oh, okay. Um, and I want I want either a six man or a coach. So I want five players and a coach. Ready? Okay. Are you are you you didn't say you're ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's go. Um, back when I was an exotic dancer, I really, um, really enjoyed jock jams. So, yeah, Ty Dynamite, come into the stage. <laughs> okay, your starting point guard out of Winterfell. <laughs> okay, well, since you set me up with the starting point guard out of Winterfell. Okay. Do you um, want the jock jams or do you not yeah, want the jock? Yeah, the jock jams okay. going. Okay, keep, going. keep it going. So my starting point guard. Out of Interfell, Winter, Interfell, Winterfell <laughs> is a girl. Is Arya Stark of Winterfell? Mm. Oopsies! Don't and click your phone. And starting alongside her in the backcourt, our favorite two guard, but Westeros's favorite tripod, is Sir Podrick King. <laughs> Nice. And then we have a undersized, literally, literally a small forward, the current mm-hmm. hand of the queen, the rightful queen of the Andals oh. and the first men. Yep. Tyrion Lannister. Breaker of chains. Yes. He mm-hmm. drinks and he knows mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And joining him in the front court of this starting lineup, he kills people that bother Tyrion. And the evil notions come free. It's Sir Ron of the Blackwater. Mm, mm, mm. And rounding out the team at center, Sandor Clegane, the Hound. Lock your chickens up. And your brown ale. Yeah. And that would be the, where we can insert the air horn. Okay, so he. How, how many did we hit? That I think you hit five. Thing? You hit Arya Pod. Tyrion. No, I know how many I hit, but oh. how many? I'm saying how many of the ones that I name are on your list? Sixty percent. Who's who's uh who's on the bench for your squad? Who do you got? Oh, coaching? my six man is or slash coach. I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, Player coach. Yep. Uh, similar to the microwave, Vinnie Johnson coming off the bench is Sir Pounce. Oh, and mascot, a triple threat, triple threat. I like it. So, and ac- actually, Sir Pounce is kind of a kind of a, a kidding one, but real probably six man glue guy off the bench would be Davos. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I concur. Uh, so let's get into. Uh, I guess so. Where we overlap, Bron, Tyrion, Davos. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Hound, and mm-hmm. the Hound. Uh, so Arya, what's the what's the thing with Arya? I just like her. Yeah. She's 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 spunky. Yeah. Um. You know, I started off really enjoying her character when she was young, and I just like the whole. Um, Thing that she just really knew who she was. 
she didn't mm. want she didn't want to be a lady she you know she said that's not me mm-hmm. um she had the nice moments with john and john made her the the sword needle even though you hate john but um, i don't okay <laughs> i'm just kidding we, we can move on i'm i'm trying to troll you if, but if we were in uh, a work environment you would call me a john snow truther because... yeah i called you that on the last podcast <laughs> in fact oh okay <laughs> uh, no, I don't hate John. It's just his character is so linear and good and dumb. He, he never yep. makes a smart decision. Anyway, we covered that already. Yep. So I I like Arya. Uh, Arya's a good character. She doesn't make she doesn't crack the squad though. Okay. Well, I, I, I just know. wanted to shout out Arya for for one thing. Mm-hmm. She is the the first person to just realize when a lot of other people don't that that she realizes what Joffrey is right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, her, her sister uh, still thinks he's a chivalrous prince, but she she knows right away. Well, you know, Sansa just wants to be a you know, the queen. She doesn't Yeah. She's also she might be dumber than John, so Well, young Sansa. Yeah. She comes a long way throughout the show. So uh where where my starting squad departs from yours is uh Oberyn. Uh yeah. Oberyn swagger like a champion that guy i tell you what he's cool the minute we see him mm-hmm. like in the first three seconds he stabs a guy through the hand lightning fast mm-hmm. while he's is he, he's like in a brothel right yes what's cool nothing cooler than that nothing cooler than Oberyn. yep and not a lot of in in westeros um not a lot of chin strap beards so no. he's repping the chin strap beard game really really bringing that hot also uh, nickname game on point. Yes, probably one of the best nicknames of the show. Yeah, I mean, the Onion Knight. Who the fuck is you know Onion Knight? <laughs> Watch your mouth. Okay. Watch your mouth. Okay. You can swear yeah. as much as you want, but I will not have you speak ill of Davos. Okay. Well, um, he, Davos is on my squad, so. Okay. All right. Yes. Onion. So, should, do you want to say what his nickname is? Oh, the Red Viper. We're talking about Oberyn still, right? Yes. Yes. And really, I like... The thing about Oberyn is he's awesome and he's self-contained to a season and we, we love him and, and leave him. And he's just in the halls of, you know, Hall of Fame. I think, yeah, so what you're, you're trying to say, just based on some of the other opinions that you've shared, is he's not around long enough for you to start to hate him. Yes, Exactly. He is a he is a quantity that we want, and then we get that taste, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we have fond memories of it. Yep. Yeah. Just kind of to, um, you know, as as Bill Simmons would say on his podcast, what I think Oberyn is is he's he's like a heat check guy. <laughs> the ball okay. analogy. He's okay. just coming off the bench for a short amount of time, jacking up as many threes as he can, and he starts yeah. making a couple. He's going to keep going. He's going to keep yep. going for that heat check. <laughs> so he's like the Jamal Crawford of Game of Thrones. Uh, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do something yeah. better than that. You're going to have yeah. to. I know that was, that was mild trolling, but yeah, I, I like Oberyn as well. Um, yeah. Great character. In um, that will he's will come up later, I think in one of our um, favorite fights, yes. but you know, you just, you got to make sure just in general that all the zeros are on the clock before you start celebrating Oberyn. Yeah, the red really, viper. 
you really gotta yeah um also Oberyn's character is the whole reason pretty much why we are here now in the story i mean not completely but a large part of why the the story has turned out the way it is is because of Oberyn's arc so very fond very fond of the red viper uh you said who's your who is your bench? Who's your bench? Who's your coach? Sir Pounce? Yeah. That, that was a good <laughs> but I just wanted to to briefly touch on, on Sir Pounce real quick because okay. I think we discussed this at the time, but um the the scene with Sir Pounce, which is a lovely scene where mm-hmm. the great Marjorie comes in and talks to Tommen. Mm-hmm. Um and we see the appearance of Sir Pounce. Um, I just don't find that realistic from Tommen's perspective because <laughs> I, I don't think you'd be able to gently fall back asleep after having the most beautiful woman in the seven kingdoms <laughs> sneak yeah. into your bedchamber and, and talk to you. That's Isn't just me. he like, uh, is, he's supposed to be like nine or ten, right? How old is he? He's older in the show. I think in the book he's very young. He's extremely yes. young. Yes. Yeah, that was awkward. But uh, Marjorie was ready to do whatever it took, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it took. Also, in the book, there are multiple surpounces because Joffrey keeps killing them with crossbows. So right, and we also talked about that. Yeah, and I haven't gotten to that point yet, but yeah, we figured that it's more that of a position be... like Caesar, uh-huh. you know, you know, gotcha. or Lord of the Night Watch. So, who is your other character that um, I didn't have on my list that you have? So to to round out my squad to really lead them to victory, my Phil Jackson, because that's a basketball guy. Tywin Lannister. Hmm. Tywin comes in. His horse takes a dump in the Red Keep, <laughs> and then he's like, "Guys, we're gonna install the triangle offense." Yeah. Again, for all the when we're done, Brian. Yeah. Well, you go ask your wife what all these basketball okay. references that I talked about. Just ask her about them. I will. I'll ask her okay. to break out her basketball cards, and we'll we'll debrief. Yep. Okay. But so uh, is this, yeah, yeah. Um, Tywin is yeah for such a guy that makes a lot of despicable decisions and things. Yeah. He's a very charismatic character. The uh, performance by the actor uh, Charles Dance is I fantastic. Knew I knew you'd come up with that. <laughs> Yeah. So he I just like that we meet him and the overt symbolism of him skinning a giant stag in his tent. Yes. And, uh, yes. Butchering a stag and he drops the the famous line that the lion does not concern himself with the opinions of the sheep. Mm-mm. What what color coat does that lion have? Is it gold or red? I think it's red. But it still has claws. Yes. And they're long and sharp. Mm-hmm. My lord Okay. Yep. Anyway, um, but to me, Tywin—he's like the smartest character we ever encounter in in Westeros. Honestly, we could have just left him in charge, and everything would have been fine. Like if he was yep. just running the show, things seemed to go much better when Tywin was in charge. Yep. Everyone was wearing a uh, cheap red baseball cap with a slogan emblazoned on the front, <laughs> and it yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I see your point. 
Mm-hmm. I see your point. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he is a good um, strategist, but maybe, maybe a blind spot is, hey, if you're so important and have made so many enemies, maybe have a guard outside the uh, toilet when you're dropping some nugs in the middle of the night, you know? Yeah, one last time... I mean, barring illness, you had to immediately get up and take a dump. <laughs> what? I didn't catch when you're when you're sleeping. Yeah. Barring severe illness, when was the last time you absolutely had to get up and take a shit? I, I don't I don't recall. I don't. Yeah. No. I don't. That does, usually doesn't happen. No. But I think we we learned because of what um, Tyrion encountered before that. I don't know that he was sleeping. Oh. I think he was doing something else. And then after that was over, you think he so? used the facilities. That's my read on that. Mm. Cause he looked pretty awake. He didn't look groggy. Didn't look like a groggy. I'm not quite collecting what you're aiming at. Explain like I'm five. Um, Brian, sometimes <laughs> there's these ladies um, it's the oldest profession in the world. Ooh, okay. uh, you can pay them to help you help. They will help you warm your bed. Oh, they'll like sing lullabies. Yeah. And stuff oh, like that. Cool. Uh, maybe a story, maybe, a, maybe a glass of warm milk, which maybe made him go number two. So that's, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what had happened was that <laughs> particular lady Tyrion was in love with her, and she betrayed oh. him. Oh, so he was playing with Tyrion's yes. friend without him. Yes, yes. I see. Yep. I see. This is why we don't do podcasts late on a Friday night, because it's <laughs> Friday night after dark. <laughs> should be a special uh, pod where you Friday night after dark. Totally off the rails. Yep. Okay, so you got Tywin. Okay. You got Tywin. Tywin, and you got your Oberyn. So then let's... um. I don't know. I would I would put Pod on there, but he's just so inexperienced. He needs some time to develop in the minors, I think. He needs yep. to spend a good five to eight years on the Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids Griffins before he can crack the bottom, you know, mm-hmm. you know, sub in on the fourth line every three games. Yeah, he's kind of um he's kind of like when the Red Wings first unleashed Darren Helm in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's kind yeah. of like that, but the thing I love about Podrick is, one, he's kind of always there when you need him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we talked about last week, he's always there to to be there with a spear to the back of the head when you need him. Mm-hmm. The ladies love him. Uh, he always has uh, impeccable manners. Um, he's good at recognizing people on the King's Road, like at taverns, like, hey, here's a little finger. A little finger. <laughs> he's good at... I think- he knows I think the good, yeah, the good thing about Pod is he's seen all the usual suspects, but none of the usual suspects know who he is. Bingo. Go ahead. Nailed Sorry. it. Nailed no, it. that was that was well said. And he's he's learning um, how to fight um, mm. from a great warrior, and mm. um, he's not really good at making a fire or catching a rabbit or um, riding a horse. But not know. important. Not important. No. Important. So yeah, big, big pod favorite. Big pod um, guy. So then, really, then we get into the three. I think overall, top people for us. 
and and really just to step back, we could have when they're they're talking about a spinoff show. My some of my favorite parts of the show are when Tyrion, and Bronn and Podrick were all together. I think that's like season two, season three ish. Yeah, there's there's little moments of magic. There's there's pairings that uh, really make the show run, and those three are uh, the golden trio. And was that season three and four, or even in two? They get together in two, right? Yep. Yeah. So the other would be Arya and the Hound, obviously. Yes. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I wish they would. Uh, announce the the spin-offs cuz i think uh a Tyrion spin-off would be uh, pretty dope but mm-hmm. i don't think we're going to get those announcements anytime soon nope so um i think one of our joint favorites is is that is bron undeniably bron yes. yes he's the coolest guy mm-hmm. in the, in westeros we i think we said before he's like the han solo of westeros yes he he meets Tywin and um, he's introducing him himself and he says, um, "I'm son of uh, well, you know, you wouldn't know him." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he and knows then, who he is. He knows, yeah, who, he knows he is. who he is. So he plays um, to his and, strengths at all times. And another moment I loved from him was when Tyrion was hand of the king and um, he's talking to Varys and he says. Um, whom there's been a marked drop in thievery and Tyrion kind of looks at Bronn and he's like yeah the lads and I rounded up all the known thieves <laughs> and Tyrion kind of says for questioning and then Bronn says it's just the unknown thieves we have to worry about now <laughs> yeah I mean results that's all you need yep results why? What would? You, what else would you settle for? Because mm-hmm. that's really the only, and that's why their Tyrion and Bronze relationship is so great. Is that you know Tyrion has the the smarts and the and the cunning, and obviously he's not physically imposing, but he has met someone who can kind of help him in that regard. Yeah, I uh, in preparation for for tonight's cast, I was. Uh, googling top game of thrones fights and there was the gif of uh is it gif or gif i think it's gif right i think it just depends yeah it's i think it's supposed to be gif but everyone says gif um of of Tyrion in his season two armor just golf swinging a guy's leg off with his axe yes (laughs) that's pretty that's pretty i mean that's pretty imposing that's pretty sweet yeah, so um, in end of season one, when they're, I forgot which battle it was exactly, but when Tyrion is in the Lannister camp and Bronn's kind of preparing him for the battle and Bronn just tells him to stay low. <laughs> so that was another good one. Uh, uh, yeah, but he's the best. The, th- the thing about Tyrion, too, that I, I like about him is he's smart and everything like that, but he's also very brave when he has to be. Mm, he's like reticently brave. Yeah. But when, yeah, I'm saying when he has to be, he's not like, yeah, you know, he, as you would probably point out, he's not going to do Jon Snow type things, right. but he's, you know, he'll, he'll save my girl, Miss Andy when he has to, 
Um, he'll charge into the battle of the black water. He'll give a, have a good, give a good speech. So he, he's brave when he has to be. He's good on the inside. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, there's goodness still inside him. I know it. Yeah. Absolutely. Little, little Skywalker for you. Mm-hmm. So shall we go into your fights? Well, do you want to, un- you want to unpack the hound? Okay. Let's unpack yeah, the yeah. hound. We haven't talked about the hound yet really in depth, but yeah. Um, the actor's name is Rory. Uh, Rory McCann. I McCann. Yes. Uh, fantastic. Also a known commodity. He knows exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. Plays to his literal strength at all times. Hate is a good enough thing as anything else to keep you alive. It is also mm-hmm. lover of chickens. I think we've mentioned lover of chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the scene where he um, just straight up mugs those guys, that that farmer and his daughter, I get it. <laughs> like, as horrible as that is, okay, I buy, I get it. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you, Sandor. Mm-hmm. I know you can't you can't go down that dark path with me. I know, but no, I no, I understand what I understand the point of it and what he's saying, and you know, although of course in season seven he they come back to that house and of course he mm-hmm. buries those two people. But yeah, no, that's kind of what he has had to do his whole life is kind of just survive. And that's what he learned at a very young age is that you either, you know, yep. get your face shoved in a fire or you, you know, move somewhere else and, and survive. Yeah. Do what you're told. Kill the dire wolf. Kill the, that was the mill mill maker. What was the, are we talking about Micah the Butcher's Boy? Yeah, Micah the Butcher's Boy. We don't actually... I didn't read the first book. Maybe you'll cover this. Does he actually kill the kid? Oh, you didn't read the first book? No, I, I watched the first oh, season, and then I, wa- and yes. then I started out second. He does. Oh, he and it's a, lot, it's a lot worse than it is in the... Was he cut show. him in half? Yes. He's known for cutting people in half. Yep. So yeah. it kind of seems like in, in the show that the kid was running away and he kind of rode him down with the horse, you know, oh. that kind of stuff. That's what is in the show. But in the book, it says that, yeah, when Ned sees him bring the, his body back, he's like cleaved in half. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> still so. love him. I still love him. <laughs> yeah. Still love him. Yeah. And good and, for, good, good for the hound for, uh, kind of putting a can on it or putting a lid on it when he sees the mountain for the first time in season seven for in like six years. He's like, yes. Uh, what does he say? You have worse, a worse, a worse fate brother or something like that. He's, um, well, I think what you just did was you were doing Desmond. Desmond from Lost yes. there. Yeah. See you but another life, I think brother. he says something like, you you know what what's coming for you. You've always known what's coming for you, or something. Yeah, like that. God, um, your encyclopedic memory. But what I was going to say, speaking of encyclopedic memory, I think we learned in season seven why he actually killed Micah the butcher's boy. Because you was, remember, you remember what he tells Tormund. He was commanded to do so. No, I mean he was commanded to do so, but the real reason. He doesn't hate wildlings. What he really hates is gingers. Uh, <laughs> so I think we have him outed as a, a ginger. Oh, yes. And Tormon reveals that he enjoys cocks. 
<laughs> and then and then the hound is like i'm sure you do <laughs> yeah yep. yeah uh, so the, the hound is great as we said before he's kind of like a a logan you know wolverine yeah type character and, and um, yeah there, there's yeah there's some goodness in him deep down somewhere but i think he's keep even, talking yeah he's gonna have to eat every last chicken in this place He's even more Logan than Logan. There's there's a lot more good in Logan than the Hound, but I think I like that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so do you want to do any um, honorable mentions? Of honorable honorable mentions. Kind of liked, but didn't quite make the list. I just um, hmm. Uh, Uncle Benjin, mm. put, put him on the board. Uh, Benjin, big fan of Jojin. Not sure if you Jojen of, of course you remember Jojen. Yeah. I like I like book Jojen. Okay. I haven't um, met him yet. Who else? Oh, and the uh and their dad. Howland. Howland. Yes. Howland. Never actually even they never even see him or talk to him, but just uh, the whole backstory with Ned. Uh yeah. very mysterious, very cool. Yeah, he's in the Tower of Joy flashback, briefly. Yeah, but does he even say anything, or does he just grunt as he stabs um, Sir Arthur yeah, Dane remember. through the throat? I don't remember if he says anything. Sword of the morning. Yep. So as as we mentioned for me to Davos, yes, and I talked a little bit about Davos last time, but he's just the you know good good advisor, good hype man. If you need somebody to convince the Iron Bank of Bravos to lend you money, mm-hmm. uh, if you need to just say, "Oh, it's Jon Snow." He's a king of the north. <laughs> you know, uh, just anything like that. He's your guy. He's the best. And he's just, um, just, just, you know, learning to read from Shireen and all that good stuff. So that's yep. good stuff. The steady, um, steady hand veteran on the squad. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I also like, uh, I also like uh, Jamie. Hmm. Honorable mention. He it's kind of it's love hate with him. I kind of go back and forth on him. Um, also, honorable mention, um, Brienne of Tarth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, she, she would have been my my seventh, I think. Yep. Yeah. And that was one of the things that, and one of the things I forgot to mention about Arya is, you know, her and Bri- Brienne do their sparring in season seven, and they essentially fight to a draw. Yeah. How did you feel about that? I liked it. Did you like you like that? I liked it. I th- I thought I thought it, I thought it was ahead. cool. I yeah. thought it was cool, but um had that that fight happened in any other season but 6 or 7, yeah. I feel like it would have been very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that. And I I thought I, from kind of seeing the the trailers or some of the like look ahead from one of the episodes and kind of how they were setting things up with the Stark conflict that that was going to be more of like a actual fight mm. than kind of just a sparring session. But right. Um, i tell you the truth. Though, I was glad because I really wouldn't want to see one of those characters die, but you know, I'm a softy. No. Um, I think she's going to die in the, in the last season. Brian. Yes. I, I could, I could see that. But one one thing I just wanted to mention that I, I, we didn't cover on the last pod, and Sarah reminded me of that 
um, was kind of an interesting moment is I think she's still burning a little bit of a, a candle for the Kingslayer. Because if you recall, when the mountain unsheaths his sword, when he's Jamie and Cersei are talking and it kind of looks like that Cersei might have him killed, mm-hmm. large audible gasp when the sword was unsheathed. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. She breathed a sigh of relief. Uh, uh, my wife also was uh, very fearful in that moment that he would actually be cut in half by the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie's just too much of a worm boy for me, as they, as they would say on, on the ticket. Um, he There's a moment there, like right after he gets his hand cut off, where it's like, okay, he could redeem himself, but it has to be really soon. And he never does. He never does. So he's out. He's out in my book. Was yeah. cool. No longer cool. For somebody that's kind of a sort of a avowed kind of anti-sports person or, yeah. or whatever you are bring claiming it. to be, you, bring you it reference the ticket sports talk radio quite a bit. This is, yeah. I mean, I used to listen to it a lot driving home from work until uh, Mike Valeni got to... I want to say negative for, for me. I had to just turn him off to regain positivity in my life. Okay. So I haven't listened to the ticket very much since, I don't know, since I started working with you. So about two years ago. So I am your sports talk radio is what you're saying. Correct. I did. I did tune back in when uh, Terry Foster had his medical issues. Yes. And then I tuned in for a little bit because he retired to see how that was playing out. But yep. uh yeah, all my ticket references are two years aged. Yeah, that's okay. The the thing I I and it seems in a little bit I've listened lately that um, there's a little bit less of people calling in. That's what I could never stand about sports talk radio is the people that call in and the stupid stuff that they say. That's I just Phil, can't stand it. Phil from Downriver wants yes. to talk about Nick Lindstrom. Yeah, we got gotta get bigger on the blue line. Yeah, enough of these enough of these Europeans. Mm-hmm. Let's get some nice Canadian Ontario boys out there and really get a Donnybrook on. Yes. <laughs> Checking all the boxes. Yeah. So speaking of fights. <laughs> nice. Segway. So let's just, let's just go rapid fire and just, and just do some of your thoughts. So first one, okay. I, I just right have the top here. Of the head. <sighs> yep. Yeah. First one I have here is Braun. Top fight. We taught, we saw Three or, or one? We're starting at three, right? I'm I, no particular order. I'm just going. Coming in at number three, Joel <laughs> Cartwright's fights of the century. W- were you trying to do like Casey Kasem? Is that what that was? Yeah. Do you okay. prefer a Scooby Doo? <laughs> yes. You know, you know he was Scooby Doo, right? Of course you fucking know that. Of course <laughs> you fucking know that. Like a Scoob. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about some Game of Thrones fights here. Scoob. Okay. <laughs> so, my first one is Bron. Bro. And you called this guy yeah. a rando, but yeah, I looked rando. up his name just to tell you. Sir Vardis Egan. Yes, so, this is Bron. Yeah, this is Bron being. Tyrion's champion mm-hmm. in his trial by combat. 
in the veil. Yeah, this is this is uh, the cantina scene in Star Wars. This is where Han Solo really fucks a guy up. Servardus shot first, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, and that so, guy was such a square. He even <laughs> fought like a square. It was like, oh my god, I want this guy to die. He's got his yep. shield and everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody well, knows. Really see. Sorry, everybody knows the first rule of dueling is to outcool the guy first before you even fight. You got to like look cool mm-hmm. before you even get into it. Yeah, what I think was cut out of that scene was the dance fight that they had beforehand. Correct. Yep. yep. Correct. Um, but really, what leads into this, too, is you have Tyrion's great confession to his crimes, mm-hmm. which is a, a great Tyrion scene. Yep. You know, he made the bald man cry <laughs> and, all, and all that type of stuff. So, and there's a lot of great um, facial reaction shots from a lot of people in the crowd at this fight watching. You know, Tyrion's mm-hmm. really cheering for his guy. Yeah. Um, Coming Liza. from the lady that still breastfeeds her nine-year-old. Exactly. Yeah, yep. gross, gross. Yep. Yep. He wants to make the bad man fly, Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a, a great Braun fight, and Braun um, wins and throws the dude out of the moon door. But at the end of that, you recall that Liza says to him that he doesn't fight with honor. Mm-hmm. And what is he his said, response? He says he did. Exactly. Yes. And that's a theme in a lot of these fights and a theme kind of throughout fighting in the show it's this whole fighting with honor thing yes it's dumb versus just winning a fight yes uh i think that is what the hound and brawn excel at is just mm-hmm. winning yep and that's Check. something that john snow kind of has to learn along the yeah. way yeah yeah i think uh the late bruce lee would be a big fan of the hound and brawn mm-hmm. and because in a fight just like in the Game of Thrones in general, you either win or you die. Right? Correct. All Correct. right. So moving on. Um, next one. Jamie Lannister versus Ned Stark. Mm, early. This is like one of the very first scenes in the show. Yep. Is it I, like I, episode three or something? Yeah. Those two that are that, the first one and then that one are both in season one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it almost seemed like Ned had a chance for a second, and he gets a spear in the leg. Yep. Yeah, they fought through drop. I think Jamie was just was just playing with him because he can't. He obviously can't kill him. Yeah. That would be, that would be stupid. So. Yeah. And and I like that he was really enjoying the, the sport of it. He mm-hmm. was he was mad at his dude for for stabbing him in the leg. He yeah. punches him out right after that. Because he, he, sure he was enjoying his sports right there. Yep. He was really working Ned into the uh, dagger in the eye. He was really working him into that. Yep. Yep. Signature move. As they would say, a nutmeg. Ooh. Ooh. On the sock. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I didn't know that uh, stabbing someone in the eye equates to just like dribbling a ball through someone's legs. I didn't. I mean, you got to get, get him crossed up. You okay. gotta, you gotta break their ankles. I'm just gonna st- keep saying sportsy things. Oh, okay, cool. I like it. I yeah. like it. Yep. So, what I kind of like too about that seeing that fight, and then later seeing 
hashtag young Ned Stark in a fight is they found an actor that has and well the actor learned to have very Ned type mannerisms and even kind of a similar fighting style. So I he's thought got, that was pretty cool. He's got that Sean Bean. I'm going to die in this film. I'm in look. <laughs> One does not simply make it through <laughs> or even season one. Oh, Boromir. Wow. Yeah. RIP. Okay. So this one will come right into your wheelhouse as it were. The wheelhouse. Um, next one on my list is Oberyn Martell, the Red Viper of Dorne versus the Mountain. This is the no doubter. This is the best fight in in TV history. And Elaborate. Podcast. <laughs> uh, when I read it in the book, it changed my life. When I saw it on TV, it changed my life again. It was fantastic, start to finish. The only thing I didn't exactly care for was they made. I didn't imagine Oberyn to be like a kung fu artist. They gave him like these Chinese kung fu spirit attacks. Mm-hmm. Eh, I could have done without that, but overall. Solid strategy by Oberyn. All you got to do is poke him with the poison and just back out. Stick it with but, the poison. Uh, yeah, but you know, you got to showboat. You got to showboat. You got to let the people know. Yeah, um, that's. this is also a good, um, lots of good reaction shots from the people watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Jamie really really enjoying it, really enjoying the, the sports. I think he even wanted, I, well, I mean, he does want Oberyn to win because he actually likes Tyrion as opposed to the rest right. of his family who hates him. So right. and he later frees Tyrion, of course, but yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'll actually, you know, I haven't obviously read the book part yet, so I can't compare and contrast, but I kind of liked how they portrayed that fighting style. I know just because, you know, it's different in the book, but it, cause it was just something that you had not seen yet on the show. And you hadn't seen really anything up until that season about Dorne on the show. And it's kind of presented as sort of a different sort of exotic place. So I was cool. I was glad that they kind of had a different kind of exotic fighting style to go with it. Right. They kind of got into that exotic fighting techniques with uh, Sirio. Yes. Touche. Yes. He was interesting. Almost Water dancing, though. Yes, water dancing. I didn't. Um, I didn't really get attached to cereal. They didn't really. I didn't really like, get that part of the story that much. I mean, it was to build Arya up as like this girl that wants to be a fighter, and this is what will suit her. But I don't know. He was kind of in and out really quick. Yeah, and and I think. Yeah, he was. But I really enjoyed those those scenes for, with those mm-hmm. two together. I like them. I, and in the fight that he gets killed, he never actually takes up a sword. He uses the wood sword. Yeah, that that was um, uh, a bad tra- strategic play on his part. Yeah, I, f- I feel like the Jackie Chan move here is to disable or disarm a guy and take his sword and kill everybody with that sword. Yes, yes. But so, he did he did beat like four or five guys with a wooden sword. Yeah, until he was killed. So, but then of course um, that puts Mirren Trant on the list. It does. And uh, 
he uh, he had a rough rough way to go out. But oh, uh, I know some of these scenes with like involving eyes and stuff are yes. just so brutal. Like Oberyn's eyes melt, pop out of his head. It's almost like um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they look at the mm-hmm. thing and their eyes, their flesh melts off their face. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> remember when that happened yeah, yeah do you remember was, that was awesome. do, you, do you remember that one time your head was squished like a grape that was awesome yeah that was also one that was the the sound editing to just oh be able to yeah. use the make sounds to do that i mean that's just yes yikes You're expecting the wilhelm scream right there yes yeah. so uh next one i have is um, young Ned Stark versus Sir Arthur Dane, Sword of the Morning, mm-hmm. in the flashback scene. Do you put this above or below the Red Viper versus the Mountain? Oh, b- below, below. Okay. I, so if we're gonna do if we're gonna do ranking, and I'll get into some of them later, but I I think personally I have um, Oberyn versus the Mountain as my number two. Fight. Oh boy! Oh, I don't know about that. So okay, well and we can it, discuss. Let's let's unpack. Uh, what's the guy's name? Dylan McDermott as Sir Arthur Dane, Sword of Nailed the Morning. It. Yes. Yeah, I, I just liked it. I, I thought it was a cool scene. I think probably it's more just due to the the flashback value, and we get to see Sir Arthur Dane for one. Yeah, who's you know um, kind highly, of highly talked touted. about. Highly yes. touted. Highly touted. Um, something that this fight, I think I like this fight. Something that is kind of a knock is it's highly choreographed and it's kind of, uh, obvious, I guess. Um, in the book, I think there's more guys with him. I think he's got two more guys with him. Okay. I think if they had actually used everybody, it would have been much more like a brawl. And it would have been better instead of him dancing around like Anakin Skywalker versus Count Dooku or whatever. Okay. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. So instead of, you would have rather preferred like a Royal Rumble type situation yeah. where you yeah, had yeah, to yeah. throw a guy off the, over the top rope. Like it was, yeah, it was like seven on four instead of seven on two. Okay. And then you could have, you could have the sword of the morning killing three of them, obviously, because he was awesome, but do it a little less action movie yeah. I guess yeah. also if he, you he were a lot of guys, I think if I remember that he that killed scene. like five of them yeah he killed almost all of them his yeah. his noob squire got killed pretty quick yep uh, if I were defending this is just you know strategizing if I were defending somebody and I had a tower at my disposal I would use the tower instead of fighting them outside yep but you know that's the brawn instead of the ned Right, as you, yep. as you would. So the takeaway here is Brian Drury's review of Game of Thrones: not enough killing for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not enough death. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my number one till the end. Okay. okay. Um, but an, another one I have here is um, the Hound versus Beric Dondarrion. Oh, under in the cave. The, in the cave, yeah. With a flaming sword. That was and people change guilty, guilty. Guilty. <laughs> and Ari is just kind of like, 
That one was really well done. I thought yes. that they were going to they were going to end the Hound's character right there because I didn't yeah. imagine him having much of a storyline beyond that. So I honestly believe that Barrick was going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, that was a good fight. I liked that one a lot. Yep, that was a good one and it had one of the another great finishing moves of just um swinging your sword through someone else's sword and then through their shoulder like halfway through their body. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's my go-to move. Yep, but yep, it's not enough to kill Beric. Nope. Nope. So yeah, that's um. And does it ever get explained in the books how he actually lights his sword on fire like that? Oh I, man! I assume like he look, he's putting some thing flammable kind of across it, and then there's kind of like some kind of flint or something with like a spark that's lighting it. But he just does it so quickly. I, don't, I, don't know. I can't. I can't say for sure. But it, what I'm is coming out of this? If you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I want to say it's his blood. Oh, I want to say he cuts himself and sprays blood on his sword and then it ignites. I, I'm not for sure on that. Is blood flammable? No, but it's part of like, oh, it's, a, it's, a it's part of like thing. the magic. I, I, I'm sure there's, if anyone listens to this, that they're going to say that's totally wrong. But the only flaming swords I remember from the reading is, um, Stannis's sword. Hmm. Well, yeah, in, in the first book, um, they do mention, and they did mention this on, on the show, is that um, Thoros of Mir is known for a flaming sword. And when he is okay. uh, going to fight in, to put down the Greyjoy Rebellion, just as they mentioned in the show, that he is you know, charging through the, with the castle wall with a flaming yeah. sword. So he's kind of known. And he actually, side note, they don't cover this in the show, but at the tourney that's in season one that um, they have where um, Loras Tyrell wins the Tyrell wins the joust. Mm-hmm. Um, Thoros of Mir wins the, what is it called? The melee, which is like the Royal rumble really? type event. Yeah. So he's the one who wins that. Uh, wow. Dark horse candidate there. Yep. The, the drunk guy, not a good man bun, but <laughs> decent fighter. <laughs> So, um, move on to one more before I get into the number one. Okay. And this is where we um, talk about when Jon Snow later gets his brain donated for science so they can research it. <laughs> um, this is Jon Snow in the Watchers on the Wall episode versus the Then. What oh. I think his name's like Sir. Is that what's his name? Stir Sir. Like that. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I think I don't remember his character. So it so, could have been invented. I'm not even sure. Okay. So I, I liked it, but I just have to throw a flag on, cause, on it because if you get your head just bashed off of an anvil, you're, you're out. Yeah, bounced like you're off. Con- you're done. Yeah. You're done. So he just got some light CTE, and then he was fine. This is the John Ropadope. You really just yes. get the shit beat out of you until mm-hmm. you, you get lucky mm-hmm. and – end it yeah yeah uh (laughs) it's more just memorable for the um the finishing move of the hammer through the top of the head yep Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he kind of learned 
uh, along the way of, we talk about our fighting with honor versus just fighting. Um, he learned from your man, Carl Tanner, that you had to fight dirty. You know, if you get a mm -hmm. bloody lip, you have to spit blood in someone's face sometimes to, to win. So, yep. Sometimes you just need a back dagger. Yep. 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 So, okay. So we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave Craster's keep in the North and go <laughs> to my number one fight. Number one, uh, Brian, I don't know where he has it, but this is uh, Brienne of Tarth yep. versus the Hound. Yeah, I knew. I, if you had not included this, I would have just... Yeah, he would have untrended Coaches, coaches challenged it. <laughs> See what I did there? Yep. Uh, yeah, this is fantastic. The cinematography in this one, the camera angles where he... The what? Cinematography. <laughs> okay. Did I, I say you cinematography? You did. Dude, I'm so fried right now. <laughs> the cinematography is really good. Uh, yeah. Captain okay. Crunch. Um, yeah, when the hound takes the knockout punch and he falls backwards off the cliff, super dope. Super dope. That was an audible gas moment for me. Yeah. Because yeah, it's so I was watching this and enjoying it, but also. I was just like, what's going to happen? I don't want either of these people to die. And so what's great about this one too is they each have a corner person, like in boxing, you know, you have a corner <laughs> man. So Brianna Tarth has, has Podrick um, and the Hound has Arya. And uh, yeah, it, so this this features um, people bashing each other in the head with rocks. Mm -hmm. um, this features biting of ears. Mm-hmm. This features um, punches and kicks to the man bits. And, and this, woman bits. Each, yeah, for me, a never be before seen move, the straight up Jason Hansen style field goal kick to the lady parts. Yeah. Never seen that before. <laughs> and just yeah. some, some great acting on that too. Just, you know, I, I don't know how you get yourself in character to react to getting kicked in the female parts and, and mm -hmm. selling it so adequately. But uh, yeah, just a tremendous fight. Very, very good fight. Uh, it really comes down to, like you said, the corner men, uh, instead of providing the folding chair to the hound, Aria just dips. Yep. <laughs> she just dips. Yep. Yep. Cause she's, yeah, she's out for, you know, surviving. And then of course the, the scene, after that, where the hound is essentially begging her to kill him to, to end his suffering. And he's got, you know, flies flying on him and everything like that. And she just leaves. She's cold blooded. Yep. She's cold blooded. So would so, you say that that's your number two fight? Number two. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we just close. have one and two flip flopped. Yep. Pretty close. Um, so is there some kind of Westerosi rule where you can't get involved when two knights are battling it out? Um, well, one, I think, as both of them say very often, that neither of those two people are knights. Um, no, but, the Hound is a knight. Okay. He is Sir, Gregor, or Sir Sandor Clegane of House okay. Clegane. Okay. Sandor is a knight. I thought he said several, at least in the show, he says several times that he's not a knight. But. He, I think... I think what happens to him is he is like dehoused when he flees the house or the battle of the Blackwater. Oh, he's okay. like, he's a free agent after that. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, I don't know. I think it kind of depends because we, we've seen, I think, a couple times in the show where people do get involved. You know, the, just what you mentioned was like the the Holland Reed, Ned Stark, yeah. Sir Arthur Dane thing. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the rules are to that. If I were if I were Pod, I would be angling to get in to mm-hmm. to you know because so after you, she's dead, he's coming for you. Yeah. So you envisioned a situation where Pod like sneaks behind the hound, gets on all fours, and Brienne just pushes yep. the hound over, and he trips nice, and falls over the cliff. A nice tabletop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Maybe okay. maybe hip check. Cool. So anything else you want to cover on on fights? Uh, I'm going to expand our fight scope. Okay. okay. This isn't, this isn't necessarily a duel. I think we've been doing only duels here, but yeah. So uh, yeah. Go ahead. hard home. Yes. Was the best battle in the entire series. Okay. In my opinion, you get, uh, one, one, the giant who literally bursts out of a hut when he bursts out of it. I thought he had been like changed into a skeletal zombie giant. So that was pretty sweet. You get to, you get to see the night King, you get a white Walker versus John battle. And then there's that awkward, like the boat slowly moves away while the, you get the, yeah, the stare down. Yeah. That's a, that's awesome. a great episode. Fantastic. Bursting through the gate and that horrible snow cloud of death that comes every time the, the white walkers come, man. Scary shit. Yeah, and also uh, the a John Ropadope where the the White Walker, um, and for some reason instead of just stabbing him, for some reason just kicks him off like a three story house or something, <laughs> and he falls down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we also do. I think this is where we learn that uh, Valyrian steel can kill a White Walker. That right? that is yeah. That's where we and, and can deflect blows from the White Walker weapons. Does the so these icicles that the white walkers carry around, is it like a one, one hit kill? If you get hit by this thing, are you dead? Like it doesn't look very menacing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, you can take down a dragon with it, I guess. Yeah, um, apparently. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to find out. We'll have to figure that one out. Okay. Well, anything else you want to talk about on this topic before we go to the bit? Hmm. I think I'm ready for the bits. Okay. So, a kick to the bit. Okay. We've talked about um, a lot of the main characters in the show. Okay. But there's a lot of great supporting cast <laughs> characters. Okay. I know and, where this is going. Yeah, this is a primarily um, European-based show. Yes. All the actors are of European descent, I think, for the most part. So we're going to play a little game called Is This a European Head of State or a Game of Thrones supporting cast actor. Okay, I think this is the best chance I'm going to have at any of the bits we've had so far. Well, you've won both the bits, so why are you talking? Well, they were close. Okay. They, they were they were close. So I have seven listed here. Wow. And okay. this will be a best out of seven series. Okay, so obviously you're not going to say sir, blah, 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 or mad, mad, you know, I'm going to give the actor's name. Oh, okay. Right. So nailed it. And these are, um, 
characters that never appear on the main title sequence, the actors' names don't. So these are supporting characters that are in the show a lot, but they're not in considered like a main cast role. They okay. don't. They're not. They don't appear on the map title sequence. Okay. It gets murkier for me. Okay. Well, it's meant to be. I like to challenge you, buddy. Do we need All right, music? You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. You want to play music? Go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. So the first one is Daniel Portman. Is Daniel Portman a European head of state or a Game of Thrones supporting cast member? Daniel Portman. Yep. Portman. Daniel spelled. Do I get? I can't get spellings, can I? Is that against the rules? Again, I, I could give you them, but it's just a matter of how I transcribed it. But it's Daniel. It's spelled just as it sounds. No funny spelling. Daniel Portman. Uh, I'm going to go Game of Thrones supporting actor. You're correct. That ooh, that's Podrick Payne, buddy. Is it? Yes. Wow. Okay. So, wow, leading with the bestie. That took you way too long. Did okay. It? Okay. So the next one, uh, Teresa May. Teresa May. Teresa May. Hmm. This sounds like the actress that plays the current prime minister of England. Oh, <laughs> nicely done. Nicely done. Somebody's been doing their current events. Uh, I've got some, I got some people over there. So I, I know the, the Brexit climate and all that business. Oh, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, okay. So two for two so far, two for two, two for two. Next one. Paolo Gentiloni. Say again. Paolo Gentiloni. Paolo. Paolo. Paolo Gentiloni. Hold on. I'm listening to the Casimir. Reigns of Casimir. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say supporting actor on Game of Thrones because I have no idea. I'm sorry. It's incorrect. <sighs> He is the Prime Minister of Italy. He is? Yes. Paolo, say again. Paolo Gentiloni. But don't they have like emperors and Caesars and stuff over in Italy? Um, no. Oh. They don't have like President of, President of Olive Garden? <laughs> oh, okay. Excuse me. Wow! Wow! Excuse me. It doesn't count, right? If it's Friday, late Friday night, it doesn't count. It just no. it's a free one. It's like lunch. No. It's a free zone. Okay. Have you have you seen Euro Trip, the movie yes. Euro Trip? Yes. Is that Fred Armisen as the Excuse guy in the tunnel? Is that Fred Armisen? Uh, I don't I don't remember. I only think I saw that one time, but it was a while ago. So we'll have to yeah. look that up. That can be on news and notes for next time. But uh, it's definitely uh, the guy that plays Dangle. Ooh. As the robot. Nice. So we'll, next time the bit will be, um, is this a Fred Armisen role? Okay. So yeah. the, our next is one is Lino Fascioli. Lino Fascioli. Oh, my God. You're two for three so far. Lino? Lino. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Need an answer. Oh shit. 
Uh, I'm going to go Game of Thrones. Brian, you're correct. He, play, yes. he plays wow. um, the Vale's favorite breast milk sommelier, Robin Aaron. <laughs> uh, yeah yep. he will teach you to ride he will teach you to fight anyway okay Doubtful. that kid's okay. never riding or fighting anything nope nope he will flaccidly shoot an arrow that falls 15 yards short of the target okay so the next one uh next person up is esme bianco esme esme bianco i think i got you licked on this buddy I believe okay. this is Missande. It's not. Oh. <laughs> so I um do I miss the target? I don't know how I score that cuz you you said it was a Game of Thrones character yes. but you got the wrong character. Okay, Esme. Is she one of the girls that says it is known? Could you see? No. No. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Continue. No. So, so you do think that she's a Game of Thrones character? Correct. She's not. Or actor. She is. Yes. She, she is. is. She okay. actually plays Roz. Who? Roz. Roz. The prostitute oh. from Winterfell that comes to King's Landing. Yes. The totally fictional character that is in fictional in the fictional universe. <laughs> yes. Um. And how, yeah. And. Miss Sandy got uh, some billing on, on on the show, so she was she was a main cast mm. at, at uh, in the, in the later what, season. What is so, her? What is her? I believe her name is Natalie Emmanuel. Mm. I that's her name. Yeah, she's all right. So, <laughs> bit of all right. So uh, you are. Let's see. I think you're four for five. So you've you've clinched the series. Yes, you've clinched the bit. But yes, we're just I've gonna. I've won the cup. You won the cup. Next one is Milos Zeman. Milos Zeman. European head of state or Game of Thrones supporting character or supporting actor. Milos. I'm just absorbing Winterfell right now. Mm. Hold on. Milos is the uh, treasurer for the parliament of Bulgaria. Um. Yeah. So you're so you're saying European head of state. Yes. So you, you're correct. <laughs> yes. Yep. You're correct. He's actually um, finance minister for the island of Mipos. Perfect, stranger, perfect strangers reference. No. Yes. Bartakamus, the island of Mipos. Yes, anyway, the, no. Yes. He's actually the president of the Czech Republic. Milos. Zeman. Oh. So he's not doing the uh, dance of joy. Correct. So okay. we have one more left for European okay. head of state or Game of Thrones supporting cast actor. Ian McElhenney. Say again? Ian McElhenney. Idea. I'm going to say Game of Thrones. You're correct. Okay. So it, you went, I think, six for seven. That's that's Sir Barristan the Bold, Barristan Selmy. Oh. Yeah, he, his character, he would have made my squad if his uh, show character is was as cool as his book character, because his book character is next level cool. 
He does. He does quit his job like a boss, though. That's a good show thing that he does. Yeah, he gets unceremoniously killed in the show, which is really lame. Yep, especially by the sons so, of the harpy. That, yeah. That's pretty bad. Okay, so anything good else? Bit. I think I think we've we've subjected the people to enough of our nonsense for tonight. Yeah, this has been a lot of nonsense. A good <laughs> hour and a half of nonsense. Hour and a half, really? Yeah. Well, we started recording. Yeah, an hour and a half. Anyway, so uh, this concludes your Game of Thrones announcements. Yes. So we'll hopefully go on to more entertaining things. And just remember, until next time, there's no Dothraki word for podcast. <laughs>